1: And this show is setting sail. I'm so glad you're aboard with us. My name is Adam Ritz. You can find me on Twitter, at Adam Ritz, on Facebook, at Adam Ritz Show. And joining me, as always, Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. How are you? Hey, Adam. I'm doing great. You're big into Facebook, and if you just search uh, Jay Baker, that's J-A-Y, Jay Baker on Facebook, you'll probably find your mug.
0: I'm right there for the world to see.
1: And uh, we're into a new month. I know there's a lot of new... Awareness is going on. I I believe you have uh, some fantastic awareness tips for us to consider during the month of September. But before we get to your your (laughs) your monthly tips, uh, which could save somebody's life. I think so. I found one that might be my new favorite national blank month awareness uh, for September. And that is, September is fall hat month. Interesting. It is National Fall Hat Month. Fall is here. Well, it's right around the corner anyway, the unofficial ending of summer with Labor Day weekend. Uh, The weather's getting cooler, so it's time to break out the fall-autumn headgear. So you've been, for the last three months, especially in the uh, heated, hot uh, part of the country, worried about weather protection to keep your head cool or to keep the sun or UV rays off your your forehead or your head uh, or your thinning hair. You've got to protect your head in the heat. Well, now we can have some fun because maybe it's getting cooler where you are and you can actually break out the stylish felt uh, fabric styles, the kind of hat that the Scarecrow wore in The Wizard of Oz. I mean, you can
0: have some fun. I think what you're saying is there's no limit to what you could wear on your head make your personality shine through wearing good
1: hats. And for the next few months anyway, because as soon as winter hits, your choices are limited. You're just right. going to you're going to want to just keep your he- your head warm. So style goes out the window when you're walking down the street in Chicago and it's -10 degrees. You just want something on your head to keep your your head warm. Well, that's what fall is for it's it's not a change of seasons for any other reason than for you to wear a stylish
0: fun fall hat. Now would you ever wear a beret cuz that's a style hat that's somewhat distinctive. Would I ever? Absolutely. You
1: would. I would have I? No.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I it's haven't. difficult to find a
0: shop that carries a good selection of berets.
1: Now I may find I don't some hats I don't do well. Uh, I've got a long Uh, Jay Leno-esque face and chin and some hats don't look right on my big melon Uh, maybe a beret
0: would be a bad idea for me a little bit bad idea what about the uh, stove uh, pipe hat made famous by Abraham Lincoln I think I could pull off a two foot tall top hat For sure. You're already (laughs) tall, so why not have a tall hat? In fact, that hat on my head might look like a normal hat. It might. Nobody would even notice. And the other style I'd love to see you try this fall is bowler hat, uh, made famous in many British uh, films. And I believe Mr. French uh, wore one from Family (laughs) Affair, the great old 60s sitcom. Talk about a
1: reference that only a few <laughs> listeners are going to get. Uh, you know, I have a hat story for you. I'm I'm into captain's hats. Yes. I, I'm, I love yacht rock, and uh, the captain's hat is an unofficial hat of the uh, genre of yacht rock. Uh, I recently uh, had a cruise, and on the cruise ship, just for fun, I brought a captain's hat, and I wore it. And this reminded me when I said I could wear a top hat, nobody would notice because my face is so long, it would right. look like a normal hat. I wore this captain's hat on a cruise ship and no one noticed because I had white pants and a white shirt on <laughs> and I looked like I was actually the captain of this cruise ship. So no one, in fact, I saw one mom like lean down to her 5-year-old son and go, "Look, Timmy, there's the captain." <laughs> <laughs> And I I love that. I told my family, I go, there's a 50% chance I think I could walk up on the bridge and drive this boat before somebody goes, whoa, 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 you're not the captain.
0: Wait. Yeah. No, that's (laughs) terrific. That would be very humorous. With
1: fall hat month, maybe that ties into your choice of hat. It can uh,
0: get you into some doors you otherwise couldn't get into. You don't know. You wear a bowler. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're down at the President's Club. Come in, Your Honor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a a fun start to the show. I want to thank our uh, underwriters, Vibonomics. They are uh, pioneering the out-of-home audio advertising marketplace. With music and messaging in uh location-based business. If if that was a mouthful, you can learn more at Vibonomics.com. That's
0: Vibonomics.com. On to some more serious matters. Well, you know, Adam, as you said, there are different awarenesses for different months, and some of them are, are very serious and very somber. This one doesn't sound like it would be serious, but there is some serious underpinnings about this. September is self-care awareness month. And on one level, it makes it sound like I'm being a little selfish. It's, this is gonna this is gonna be a month about me. It's not gonna be those around me. But if you think about it for just a second, you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of the people in your life. And the people in your life, for many people, are your immediate family your friends, and your employer. As you know, um, we've worked in business environments where it's very important that every employee has great work ethic and uh, works towards the greater good of the company because now Mm -hmm. jobs are much more competitive. And especially in the tech field, you found uh, it's a small group of people and they all have to work together. So that is something that you don't always think about. By taking care of yourself, you help those immediately around you. And there's many people reliant on you every day. Sounded a little selfish to begin with, self-care awareness month. Yes. But uh, you
1: know, any parent listening, especially if, if you're not in a good state of mind, if you're not healthy in both mind and body, well, and spirit, uh, then you're you're really risking. What good are you if you're not if you're not good, any good to yourself? What good are you for your family or your children? You're, so yeah. m- much the same way on an on a flight when the flight attendants say. Take care. If if an oxygen mask falls, put one on yourself first, and then help the children or the elderly. Because again, if you can't breathe, if the if the most able-bodied can't
0: breathe and pass out, then no one's there to help the children. That is absolutely correct. In fact, uh, that was the point of self-help awareness month. Exactly what you talked about, and your point is well taken as a parent. Uh, sometimes we do things unconsciously, not realizing when we're passing these traits along to our kids. If you think about it, if you are always saying, oh, nothing good ever happens to me, then later your child is not very optimistic, you may say, oh, well, I might have had a role in that. So taking care of yourself does take care of those around you. Now, I thought this was very interesting because you can actually tap into the ultimate self-care care for yourself if you know your personality and there was a little note here about the myers briggs personality test have you ever heard of this i have heard of that yeah yeah and it's uh, basically uh, four main areas and quickly i'll go through this and 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 you can do this at home as well just remember your letters because this is based on letters all right now do you feel adam that you're that you're an introvert or an extrovert extrovert Okay, you're an extrovert, so remember the letter I. I'll circle this so we can circle back. Now, do you feel like you are observant or intuitive? Observant people are very practical. They tend to lean towards set schedules or habits. Intuitives are open-minded and curious. They're always swayed by how they feel about things.
1: Can I uh, go back to the first question? Is, wouldn't I go with introvert and E, go with extrovert? You know, I think you would. I think they
0: they switched this on the test. Thank you for noticing that. So you're right. You are an E instead of an I. I think this test. They
1: flip the the letters on. This test isn't to test my personality. (laughs) It's just to see if I'm paying attention. What this is, is a test later.
0: And then you're going to end up owing me money. And then you're going to go, how did that happen? Okay, I'm an E for extrovert. You're an E right. for extrovert. Good Next catch. question. I wasn't listening. Okay. Observant people are very practical and tend to lean towards set schedules or habits. Intuitives are open-minded and curious, and they're swayed by how they feel about things. So which do you feel you are? Well, that's tough, because I think I'm very
1: observant, but I'm not uh, a set schedule kind of guy. I'm I'm a more intuitive type of guy, but, but I'm very observant. So if yeah. I have to pick... One of those, I would pick uh, intuitive, just because I'm not
0: that heavily relying on schedules or organization. Okay, very good. We'll put you down for intuitive. Now, do you feel that you are thinking or feeling? And thinkers are not so open with their feelings. They tend to prefer logic over feelings. Feelers are sensitive and easily express their emotions.
1: Once again, I uh, I hate the either or. Yeah. Because I am a huge thinker. I overthink. I overanalyze everything. But I wear my feelings on my sleeve. You have strong um,
0: opinions, which I don't know where that fits in here. But that's certainly a personality trait you have.
1: Uh, you're, you're like, well, I don't know if you think that much, Adam, but you're a giant jerk. So <laughs> you're probably in group number two. <laughs> um, let, wh- which one's logic? I think I'm logical.
0: Yeah, so you would be more of a thinker. I think I'm a thinker. Okay, so good. So you're a thinker in this group. Now, are you judging or perceiving? And here's the uh, criteria. Judges are decisive and organized and love predictability. Perceivers are good at improvising and flexible, and I already know how you're going to answer but I can't wait to hear what you say.
1: Well, I'm I'm the uh, I'm a perceiver. Um but I do count on predictability with nearly everything I do, including parenting, because it's just years, decades of experience. You know how a certain situation is going to play out. Right. It's predictable,
0: and I count on that. Right. You know that elements of being a judger would be that you're using uh, good reasoning powers to help raise your family. But yeah. you would say perhaps in your overall personality you're more of a perceiver.
1: Yeah, and I don't. I can already. I can predict now that. How I come out after this test is going to be terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right here it says uh, immediate medical emergency. Um, uh, please uh, back out of the room and get help. All right, Adam. Uh, according
1: to this test, you're a total flake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what's interesting: the most uh, the 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 most popular personality type, believe it or not are introverted, observant, thinking, judging people. So you are slightly outside the norm and the number of people are, but the number one group of people would be introverted, observant, thinking, and judging. Uh, These are the people who value logic, duty, and working hard. They're quiet and serious. They tend to put family and responsibilities first. When they say they're going to do something, they get it done, and they place a huge value on loyalty and honesty.
1: Okay, that that is fantastic. And now, just for fun, <laughs> sure. since that's not really me, read that exact thing you just read, but do it in the negative. And describe me as— Do you think that you're the exact opposite
0: of this? I don't, but according to this test— well, according to this test i mean i mean this is this is as i said before it's tough to dial this in because see you're you're at least half of what is the most popular personality type you have other aspects to your personality where you are I'm a are,
1: people person <laughs> <laughs> That's my second office space reference of the day right.
0: I'm a people what is wrong with you people I'm a people person <laughs> You know i'm just mean to get your attention No i i think that it's a situation where you are at least fifty to sixty percent of this personality type, and many people are. And no one's saying that no. I will say no, no one's saying you have to fit in this
1: box and that right. you're that you're not a good person, if you're not a thinker. Right.
0: If you take this personality <laughs> test and you realize you have failed as a human, we do not want you to feel that way. So, I no. I,
1: answered, I think I said I was a thinker just because my whole life uh, people have been telling me I'm not a thinker. <laughs> uh.
0: At any rate, they were talking about the self care for the most popular personality type is you need to create good boundaries in your life because you are so responsible, other people can take advantage of that and then shift their responsibility onto you. So stop taking the responsibility of other people onto yourself. Also make a commitment when it comes to taking care of yourself. And we do have a kind of a very cool list of the types of self-care. There's like six types of self-care, and everybody can participate in in this list, and it is recommended. And there are some things that, you know, I hadn't even thought about. The most obvious one, Adam, is uh, physical self-care. And you know yourself, if you're not uh, sort of adhering to your food plan. I know you worked out the other day and you said, man, I'm really tired and I think I'm dehydrated. So it wasn't like a conscious effort, drink less water, but you really weren't monitoring your water intake that day.
1: Without question. And there are times uh, that I have a headache and it's simply fixed by drinking a glass of water because I'm dehydrated. Uh, I know... I hear this everywhere I go. You got to drink more water, and yes. I just—it's just not something I'm—I've ever done. I'm not used to doing it. I have to force myself to drink the recommended, you know, eight ounce glass, eight eight ounce glasses of water through the day, um, and I can tell when I haven't because I get a headache, or especially after I
0: work out, I can tell when I'm dehydrated. Right. So it's a matter of just taking all these different things into account. It means not negating your physical needs. And it might mean something, uh, something like uh, making sure you get an extra smoothie, a spa day, a yoga, and of course, this includes doctor visits and dentist visits. Because as we get busy in our schedule, we tend to put those off just a little bit. And the other uh, type of self-care is emotional self-care. How you deal with your feelings says a lot about how much you love yourself, and that's complex, as you know. Ironically, the weirdest. Uh, thing that I've had recently was something that you helped me with greatly and I wouldn't have been aware of it until you said something but you had pointed out you go why would you care about these people that aren't paying you to care why would you care deeply for what they want and this was a situation not like I'm being forced into doing something but it was a group that I was working with and I wasn't really getting paid but they certainly had a lot of very small things that, hey, you got to take care of these things. Because as you pointed out, your family, your friends, and your main employer, they're the ones that are really relying on you. And that was the greatest thing you ever told me. And it was very helpful immediately. So I think that that's something that everybody can kind of take to heart. If your PTA is leaning heavily on you and you're doing it strictly as a volunteer, you really have to ask yourself, once again, uh, most, most of these things sound selfish, but the self-care thing may have to be, no, I need to consider my own feelings and emotions over what you want me to do.
1: If they're not your boss and they're not helping you put family your food on on the table for your family, then maybe uh, you don't need to spend an entire amount of of your days, you know, time r- worrying about what's going to happen if you don't take care of this issue or problem for somebody else. Now, I'm not saying be so selfish that you don't help other people. Uh, be as generous as you can with your time and your talents and your treasure, uh, but really try to focus on yourself and your and your family for what's best.
0: Absolutely. In fact, uh, the number one tip they give is develop some compassion for yourself, which is a self-awareness deal. Uh, one of the side effects of not loving yourself is not knowing who you are, and this falls under personal self-care, and I thought this was interesting. What happens in many social situations is we all tend to mold ourselves to get along well with the people around us. So we may mold ourselves to get along well with our coworkers and our friends, but that may not be our own true self. So that doesn't mean don't get along with those groups, but that you should really take a close look at what you want. They call this chameleon syndrome. And it's sometimes okay, but it becomes a problem when you forget or never discover who you are deep down inside. And I thought that was an interesting observation.
1: That is very interesting. You do tend to act and speak like the people that you are around. Uh, some classic examples, you, you hear somebody that moves to London. An American moves to London for a year. They come back to America, and they've got a British accent. Oh, yes. Um, I can think about my cousins in uh, Southern Indiana. When I used to go visit them for a three-day weekend, I'd come home talking a little bit more uh, Southern Indiana. <laughs> um, yeah, and ho- hopefully, they, 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 hopefully, after spending a weekend with me, they they speak a little less Southern Indiana. <laughs> but yeah, that's a chameleon. Yeah, and, um, chameleon. So central. what's the advice? So just make t- take some time to make sure that you that you don't fall
0: into that trap and you always be yourself. It's about. Uh Letting go of some of the things that you were taught to believe as a child and then find your own path. So that doesn't mean abandon everything, but really stop to think about what your own path is. And then it's about discovering what you like to do and who you are when no one else is around. I thought that was a great sentence. When no one else is around, um, you know, you have, let's say, 12 hours on a holiday and you don't have a lot of people hovering over you. What, what is it about you that you like? Mm -hmm. Versus would you alter your behaviors if you were out with your friends? And I thought that was an interesting viewpoint.
1: Well, I will say if you listening have 12 hours with nothing to do uh, one day, I am jealous. I am jealous of you. I'm hoping for that someday.
0: Well, I recently had a holiday (laughs) where I actually had 12 hours, so now I... (laughs) I feel like the king of England. I had so much luxury. You know, so, yeah, but your point is well taken. You know, it's hard to find time for yourself, but think about exactly what you would do, uh, maybe a more realistic time frame. The next four hours, you're completely alone. It's up to you. You can walk around your house naked, order 12 pizzas if you want, but think about what it is that you would like to do, and that kind of gives you a better feel about, am I accommodating people way too much? And I maybe am not taking care of personal self-care. I, I get thought that, it. I thought that was cool.
1: I hear you loud and clear. So I'm going to order 12 pizzas. I don't blame you. I'm going keep hungry. my shorts
0: on, though. I'm hungry just talking <laughs> about it. Uh, social self-care, it's a version of that. Uh, whether you're an introvert or extrovert or somewhere in between, uh, if you don't identify with anything, you need to know what socially fulfills you. And that basically means that you are surrounding yourself with people who make you feel better about yourself and then inspire you to be the person that you know you are. You know, we sometimes will spend time socially with people that will later go home and complain about, oh, I can't believe, you know, every time we have dinner with the Johnsons, you know, he just keeps going on about his job and she, this, that, and the other. And we sometimes say to ourselves, well, why would you spend time sometimes with people that don't bring out the best in you? Mm -hmm. Not always easy to do. Right.
1: Yeah. And you go to
0: a lot of meetings. You're Mr. Meeting. And I'm sure you have meetings with people who drive you absolutely bad. Crazy. But you also know to limit your exposure to them. And you probably have said to yourself, I'm probably not going to do something socially with someone who drives me insane.
1: Well, you definitely want to surround yourself with people that bring out the best in you, for sure.
0: I think that's a good tip. Uh, One of these is spiritual self-care, which makes it sound like we're saying, oh, you must become religious or you must become spiritual. It really doesn't mean that at all. It means that you should connect with nature. Or perhaps even meditate, because you can meditate no matter what your path or belief system is. But I thought that was interesting. I know you like to walk a lot, and you've said before that when we get into late fall, you know, it gets dark outside, it's rainy. Anytime it's raining and 40 degrees, the thought processes of walking just goes straight out the window.
1: If it's dark, if I've transitioned from my fun fall felt hat into my full-blown uh, Russian babushka. Is it a babushka? I think it might a, be. A babushka to keep no. my head warm. Yeah, then my, my walks have diminished down to zero miles.
0: I know that you uh, you are the guy that has kept Russian headgear. Uh, alive and well in the United States. That's why you can buy a babushka in any store in the United States. They are warm. They are I, very nice. I'm
1: a big fan of the babushka.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. for sure. So connect with nature or think about meditating. And I will just tell you that I started meditating after reading a book about the fact that meditation can be extremely mundane. So I spend 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes a night, and I don't I wouldn't push it on anybody else, but it's been very beneficial for me personally. So I'm doing some spiritual self-care without being, you know, crazy about some, you know, and and everybody can have any kind of belief system. We know that's a a very personal decision, but uh, I found meditation to be very, you know, uh, very beneficial. And how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for about three months. All right. Now, do you do do I seem changed to you? You are
1: um, y- y- you're a little easier to get along with. No, I appreciate you saying uh, that. Yeah, and I wonder the last ninety days. I'm like something's changed. Jay's a lot nicer. Huh? See, that's, that's we pinpointed.
0: Well, uh, I always used to. Why don't you add
1: five minutes? Do twenty <laughs> minutes in the morning and twenty <laughs> minutes in the evening.
0: Really get those rough edges rounded <laughs> off. <laughs> One of the things to do is practical self-care. This relates to all areas of your life. Professional self-care means continuing to learn and advance in your field. This could be very important at your work. So this falls under the category of practical self-care says the more you know, the better employee you are. And once again, by being more self-aware, you'll have more time to do this, uh, also having a job that makes you happy. One of the, I think, nice side effects of the economy getting better in America is the fact that there are more choices in the job field. So you don't necessarily have to settle for a job that makes you absolutely miserable. So that's an even an awareness area that you can spend some time thinking, you know, is this the best path for me?
1: Have you heard the, what's the statistic on Americans that, that hate their jobs? Or love their jobs. Um, I've always wondered that. I have been fortunate and blessed in my career to never have a job I didn't like. Uh, I've I've loved my career. I've loved my job. And I've always felt blessed that I wasn't one of the, I didn't know if it was few or many Americans who have to go to work every day dreading it, dreading driving to work because they hate their job so much. Have you heard those numbers or is it 50-50? Is it or, or I, I wouldn't be surprised if if more Americans than not like their job. You know, that's I, a terrible
0: way to get through life if you hate your job
1: five, six, seven days a week.
0: I have not heard exact figures, but I've also heard since the economy altered in 2008 that there are a number of people that are saying, hey, I'm kind of afraid to leave my current job. It doesn't totally satisfy me. And then I have heard perhaps more people say they weren't very happy at work And a colleague of ours wrote a book called Miserable at Work, Dr. Will Miller, and I was with him at a speaking tour and he pointed out to me, he goes, the number is higher than you would think. And that's why it prompted him to write the book. And he's kind of a self-help guy, as he will admit, being way overeducated. Uh, and if you ever look up Will Miller, the author, you'll see he's written several books. Uh, but I, I he know he wrote him. a book, yeah, and he's a super cool guy, as you know. And
1: the irony is that he hates his job. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it no, is a doesn't. little ironic. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. He is but, fantastic. Yeah. His his podcasts and his uh, yes. his work, his books, all of his media. Definitely worth checking out, Dr. Will Miller.
0: Yeah, he's got great insight. But I think that he did point out from his book, uh, Miserable at Work, that there are more people miserable at work than you might know. This is another thing about practical self-care. Make sure that you have healthy boundaries when it comes to work and home. And you probably have heard, uh, I think the exact phrase is uh, work- life balance, meaning the life that you have outside of work, you know, you should Mm -hmm. pretty much be concentrating on your life where you're, when you're at work, you know, in a perfect world, we don't have any distractions at all about work, but at work, that gives you a chance to be very work-minded at work. But then when you're at home, you put work away, not because you don't care about your employment, but you say to yourself, worrying about work, for the rest of the day into the evening hours is not going to help me at all.
1: And the hardest thing to do is w- with the smartphones and, and digital communication, uh, it's hard to not work 24-7. It's almost like I have to physically put my phone on the other side of the room or in a different room when I sit down for movie night with my kids and, and my girlfriend, Melissa. It's, it's, not, it's not healthy. So, every 10 minutes, check your phone because you got a, an email from a client or you need to take care of something at work. You're It's
0: okay to have some me time Absolutely. at night when you're not in the office. And then the final thought process, Adam, is think about environmental self care, which means taking care of your space. If you take a little time to make sure you live in a healthy living environment, and this happens no matter what socioeconomic group you find yourself in, you know, clean the dishes, make the bed do a little sweeping and vacuuming every once in a while you'll be healthier happier and that has to do once again with self-care because september adam is self-care awareness month (laughs) how about that (laughs) and if
1: you were listening wondering gee i wonder what month is self-care awareness month now you know so take care of yourself so you can take care of others just keep in mind that That uh, analogy with the oxygen mass dropping down in the airplane, you can't help your neighbors if you can't help yourself. This is The Adam Ritz Show. We thank you for listening. Again, the Twitter
0: is at Adam Ritz. See you there. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.